0: Welcome to Equipments, a podcast about the awesome myths, stories, and gods of the ancient Greeks and Romans, Egyptians, and Nordic people. We hope you enjoy listening. Today's the first day of this podcast, so we decided that we'll start out with the gods and heroes you may already know. Next week, there will be more content that you probably haven't heard of before. But if you keep listening, we hope you will enjoy the myths and stories of the ancient Greeks and Romans, Egyptians, and Nordic
1: people. Each episode will have two parts. The first will always be about Greek and Roman mythology, and the second will be about either Egyptian or Norse depending on the day. Every other week will be Egyptian, and the other weeks will be Norse. This week will be Greek and Egyptian. In each section, there will be a hero and a god to find a story about the hero or God or both, and a bit of the mythological timeline of that group. At the end, we will also give you one or two cool facts that you probably didn't know before about this mythology. Let's get started.
0: We're Thomas, Henry, and Nico Tersini, and we're excited to give you this podcast. First up is the Greeks and Romans. The Greeks and the Romans were a lot alike, but they lived in slightly different time periods. The Greeks were people who lived from about 800 BC to around 146 BC. In case you're wondering, BC means anything that happened before Christ was born. That means the Greeks were around for about 700 years. Their empire was large, and they had a huge array of mythical stories. The Romans were another empire that conquered Greece, and had many of the same gods and heroes and monsters with different names. The Romans were around from around 300 BC to 476 AD. They grew to be much bigger than the Greeks, and eventually grew to conquer most of Europe. Eventually, they were beaten and destroyed, but their myths live on to this day. Don't be confused, though. The Romans copied all of the Greek's myths, and basically the only change was that they changed the names of many gods
1: and goddesses and heroes. The god that we will talk about today is a god you've probably heard of before, as he is the most well-known Greek god. His name is Zeus.
0: Zeus was the king of the gods, and the most powerful of the gods. He was the god of thunder and lightning, and storms and the sky. His symbol of power... All gods had a symbol. Yeah, thanks, bro. Anyway, his symbol was obviously a lightning bolt. His weapon was a lightning bolt made for him by the Cyclops, who you'll learn about more later. He also supposedly had a master lightning bolt that was the most powerful of all the lightning bolts.
1: Yeah, and when he got mad, the skies would shake, and thunder and lightning would be everywhere.
0: He also had lots of children, which his wife, Hera, was not happy about. Perseus, Hercules, and many other heroes were all
1: descendants of Zeus. Also, Zeus was his Greek name. The Romans called him Jupiter, which is also the name of a planet. The Romans liked naming the planets after the gods. Other than the name, Zeus and Jupiter were basically considered the same thing, so they don't get too confused. Next, we're going to talk about a hero from the Greek myths. His name was Hercules. You've probably heard
0: of him before. In a movie, as a big strong dude with big muscles, whatever he looks like, he's got one thing that you cannot forget. He was a demigod, which means his dad was Zeus, a god, and his mom was a mortal. Not immortal, a mortal. That meant that he had some godly powers, but he was still able to die. You know that movie Hercules? It was made by Disney. If not, then that's fine. It's actually more than fine. It's great. It means that you don't have to pay attention to this next part. You can if you want to, though, of course. In the movie, it says that Hercules' mother was Hera, Zeus's true and rightful wife and queen of the gods, and that Hercules started out as a god, but was made mortal by Hades, god of the underworld and Zeus's brother.
1: That is not how it goes. In the original myths, Zeus had a child with a mortal woman named Alcmene, but this made Hera very angry at Zeus for falling in love with another woman. But since she couldn't take her anger out on Zeus, she took it out on Hercules. Oh, yeah, she did. She sent two snakes to kill him while he was a baby.
0: She was a bloodthirsty maniac. But Hercules strangled the snakes to death with his bare hands while he was a baby. But there was more coming down the road. Hera made Hercules go crazy and kill his wife and family. As punishment for murder, even though it wasn't his fault, he had to serve a king named Eurystheus. Eurystheus made Hercules complete 12 seemingly impossible tasks, including defeating the Neman Lion. It was a beast with an unpierceable hide, which could not be wounded with a sword. So, Hercules strangled it to death with his bare hands. Sort of like he killed the snakes when he was a baby. The king was so scared when he saw the hide that he ordered Hercules to tell him about his victories from outside the city gates. Next, he had to kill a beast called the Hydra. The Hydra was a beast with nine dragon heads, which, every time you cut off one, grew back two more. So, Hercules killed the beast with his club instead of cutting off its heads. But, the last head was immortal, so instead of bashing its face in, Hercules covered the head in rocks so it would never move again. He also had to complete a task which was not as heroic. He had to clean out some stables that had not been cleaned for 30 years. So, Hercules used his strength and changed the course of a river. Actually, two rivers. The rivers flowed through the horse stables and washed away all the poop. Hercules had to do a lot of crazy hard things, and I'm not going to tell them all, but I'm going to tell a couple more. He also had to go to the Amazons, which were a tribe of warlike women and whose queen had on a magical belt. Hercules had to go and retrieve that belt. Now, why King Eurytheus wanted a magical belt that made you stronger? I don't know, because he wasn't really, you know, the guy for fighting and all. When the Amazons saw how strong he was, they let him stay with them as an honored guest. But, when the Amazons secretly tried to kill him, because Hera, UGH! Her again? Told them to, he slew the queen and took the belt back to Eurystheus.
1: Whew! That was a lot. Am I missing anything? I think you're missing the time where I got the golden apples and the time about Geryon.
0: Oh, right. He had so much stuff to do. Well, okay. He also had to go and defeat Geryon, a monster with three bodies, and his dog, who had three heads, and bring back his oxen, who, thankfully, only had one head. Obviously, he succeeded. When did he not? Seriously. Name one time. He also had to go steal the golden apples of Hera, ...guarded by the Hesperides, who were three daughters of Hesperus, a Titan. So, these girls were not normal girls. They had, like, superpowers. It was also guarded by a dragon. So, he didn't do it. He had Atlas do it. Atlas was the guy, technically a Titan, who held up the sky. You'll learn more about Titans later in the episode. So, Hercules held up the sky for Atlas, while Atlas went and got the apples of the Hesperides. Oh, Dang it, I forgot about one more thing that he did. He also defeated a giant that could not die as long as he was touching the earth. So, Hercules held him up over his head and strangled him to death like he did with the lion and the snakes. He killed him while he was not touching the earth, and so he
1: defeated him. But his troubles were not over. Hera also made him kill his friend, Iphidus, in a fit of madness. He prayed to the god Apollo for guidance and ended up serving a woman named Queen Umphil for three years. Afterwards, he ended up marrying her, so I guess not everything that happened to him was bad. One day, though, Hercules killed a centaur named Nessus, who had tried to steal Omphale. Nessus, as he was dying, told Omphale that his blood was a magic love potion, and that she should spread it on Hercules' garments, which is another name for clothes, whenever she thought that Hercules did not love her anymore.
0: And one day, she used it. But, centaur blood was like acid, and it began to kill Hercules. Hercules was in so much pain that he asked his friend if he would burn him on a funeral pyre, which is like a big bonfire, to put him out of his misery. But, before he died, Zeus made him a god in return for all the hardships he had been forced to endure. Some of the stories say that was made immortal too, but some do not. So, we'll let you decide
1: for yourself. Now, we'll teach you a bit about the mythological timeline that the Greeks and Romans believed in.
0: The ancient Greeks and Romans believed that everything started out as a huge blob of chaos, or like, you took everything in the world and threw it into a giant blender. Eventually, chaos split into Uranus and Gaia, or the sky and the earth. Uranus was the god of the sky and heavens, and Gaia was the goddess of the earth. Don't get confused. Uranus and Zeus are not the same. Uranus was the god of the sky and heavens, and Zeus is the god of the earthly sky and storms and lightning. Anyway... Uranus and Gaia had children called the Cyclops. Remember them? Yeah, the people that made Zeus's lightning bolts? Gaia was their mommy. A Cyclops is a large, human-like creature with one eye instead of two right in the middle of their forehead. They are fireproof and build most of the gods' weapons. But Uranus thought they were so ugly that he threw them into Tartarus, a monster prison.
1: This made Gaia furious, but she soothed herself and reconciled with Uranus. But her next three children, the Hundred-Handed Ones, were human-like creatures with one hundred hands, kind of in the name, and fifty faces. Uranus threw the Hundred-Handed Ones into Tartarus as well. Gaia was now raging against her husband, but she pretended all was good between her and Uranus. Her next children were the Twelve Titans, whose names were...
0: I'll take over here. Get ready. Oceanus, Coeus, Prios, Hyperion, Iapetus... And Cronos, the brothers and the sisters Theia, Rhea, Themis, Nemosene, Phoebe, and Tethys, Gaia told the Titans to
1: rebel against their father Uranos and overthrow and destroy him. If you would like to hear more of this story, next week we will upload another episode of Quick Myths. In it will be all the amazing Greek myths you love, as
0: well as a continuation of the Greek and Roman mythological timeline. Now it's time for our fun fact and to hear about Egyptian mythology afterwards. Now for our fun fact. Hercules is actually the better known name. That is actually his Roman name. His original Greek name is actually Heracles, which means Glory of Hera, which is a stable of 30-year-old cow dung. If you've been listening, then you know that Hera caused almost all of Hercules' problems. I spy a bit of false advertising here. Also... Hera's Roman name is Juno, which the month of June is named after. Now we'll talk about the Egyptian mythology. Egypt was a country where modern-day Egypt is. They were around from about 3,100 BC to 332 BC. So they were around for almost 3,000 years, much longer than the Greeks and Romans. Actually, the Egyptians didn't believe in mythic heroes, so when we talk about the Egyptians, We will usually just talk about the gods and what they did. And they did a lot. Anyway, the chances that you already know the Egyptian gods is pretty slim. So we'll just start with the most important Egyptian god, Ra. Ra was believed to rule all the world and was the creator of all life. He was the embodiment of godhood and often would be worshipped. Worshipped a lot. He was also the god of the sun and he had two forms as a great king steering the sun as a big boat in the sky. And, in the afternoon, he was supposed to be a giant dung beetle rolling his, well, dung across the sky. That's right, the Egyptians thought that the sun in the afternoon was a giant ball of golden poo. He had a human head in some sculptures and pictures, and the head of a falcon other times. Most of the gods of Egypt had a human as well as animal head, but some only had a human head while others only had animal heads. All in all, Ra is like the Egyptian Zeus, without the lightning bolts and grumpy wife.
1: Yeah, but he did have a grumpy daughter. Her name was Isis, and she had a son named Horus. Now Isis was Ra's daughter, but she wanted to betray him and give his power to her son Horus.
0: Now, Ra had a secret name that he had never told anyone because it would give the one who knew his power and control over all he had created, which was all things. Now, since he was old, Rod started to drool
1: a little. No biggie though, right? But it was a big biggie. One day, when Rod drooled on the ground, Isis took the saliva and turned it into clay by mixing it with the dirt. She sculpted a poisonous snake from the dirt and whispered spells to it to bring it to life. Then she put it in the way of the Sun Chariot, where it bit Ra in the leg the following morning. The poison was so strong that it began to kill Rod, an immortal god. Well, not kill.
0: It just caused him unendurable pain and he knew that if the poison was not cured, then he would be in agony forever until he faded into nothing. So, he gathered all of the gods before him, and asked if anyone could cure him of this horrible poison. Isis came forward, and said that she could do it, if he told her his secret name.
1: Which was true, because he was made from Ra's spit, so his secret name would be able to heal it. But Ra didn't know that, but he said okay anyways. If only he had tried harder to cure it himself. I know. It's so sad. Anyways, once she knew his secret name, she cured Ra and sent him away on a thousand-year voyage in his sun chariot to circle the earth forever and do what he had always done, only with no brakes. Then she gave the power of Ra to her own son, Horus. Now that that whole bunch of treachery is over, let's talk about how the Egyptians believed the world was
0: created. In other words, we're about to talk about the Egyptian mythological timeline. The creation myth is based on a lot of different hieroglyphics found on temples, pyramids, tombs, and sheets of papyrus, which is sort of like paper. They describe how the Earth was created out of chaos. You remember that from the Greeks and Romans? And they believe that the Earth was a reflection of the sky where the gods resided. The period of time where they believed the universe was created was a huge expanse of time, where they believed the gods just kind of hung out. The Egyptians believed that the world was first a giant, huge pit of chaos. Seems like there's a pattern here, right? Except in this chaos, there was already one god alive. His name was Nun. Nun was personified as four pairs of male and female deities. Each couple represented one of four principles that characterized Nun. Hiddenness or invisibility infinite water, strain or lack of direction, and darkness or lack of light. Eventually, Nun said his own secret name and changed himself into the god Atom. Atom was responsible for the creation of all gods and humans, and he made heaven and earth. He was also the keeper of justice, order, and all things right. He kept the balance in the world, and even made Ra. Now, one thing you have to understand is the Egyptians had a lot of different versions for how the universe was actually formed. One had to do with the sun god Ra wanting a break forever, so he turned into a giant cow, and Atom held him forever up in his arms. The other gods hung on to Ra's cow belly, Now Ra lived in the heavens where order was established. Each morning he was reborn in the east and traveled across the sky in a boat called the Boat of Millions of Years. One day, one of Ra's eyes left. In one of the stories, the eye did not want to come back and shed tears when it was forced back to its master. The tears became the humans. In another version... The eye left and was replaced by another eye. But when it came back, if you would like to hear more of this, come back in two weeks to hear the Egyptian mythology myths once again. Next week, however, we will still do the Greek and Roman myths, as well as the Norse myths, which you have not heard before. And we hope to see you then. Please subscribe or leave a review, and donations are accepted. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Quick Myths, the podcast about the amazing myths of the ancient Greeks, Romans, Nordic people, and Egyptians. We hope to see you next week for an exciting new episode of The Myths You Love. See you then!
1: We had some technical difficulties in this
0: episode, and so the sound quality was not as good as we hoped. But we promise
1: that next week it will be better, and we hope you will join us for another episode.